Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Roughed Up Podcast. This is your host, Wes Yee, joined by Matt Armstrong and Mike Roy. Let's do it, boys. Come on, man. Playoffs, let's go. Yeah, playoffs. We have just completed the divisional round and, uh, to me, one of the more entertaining weekends of football I can remember. I don't know about you guys, but that combination of games, and they really, it really built up to quite the finale, um, and maybe that's where we'll start with the Vikings' miracle, I don't know what they're calling it, but miracle uh, in uh, in Minneapolis um, with the last second touchdown, 60 yards, uh, Keenum to um, uh, Stefan Diggs. Pretty incredible play uh, to close out a pretty incredible game. One of the worst attempts at a tackle I've ever seen. Lowered his shoulder, didn't look, I think at that point didn't put his bad. arms open. Uh, what his explanation was that he was trying to tackle, not create a penalty. Yeah, and no PI. Keep him in bounds. Well, they got there early, so he only yeah, either tackle him and get the PI, and then get a free play like at the forty, or just try to go yeah, low and. Uh, a field goal wins the game too, so like right, right. he can't get too violent, like. Oh, he, had he just in messed step. up getting there too early. Yeah, it's just so him. You can't in, you can't interfere for sure, but like so many different things you could do there. I think he's the, also twenty years old, so like he's a stud already. That's crazy. It's one yeah. bad play. Yeah, uh, the one that I think came up that Steve Fezzik pointed out was like it was a perfect situation for all the defensive backs to hold. So you just uh, take a five-yard penalty and you know run out the clock, and you give them one untimed play from the their own 45 or whatever it is because it's only a five yard penalty uh and they have to throw a touchdown right and then you can do the full prevent um with where it yeah, doesn't even it doesn't actually even matter if there's uh you know there's not they can't they can't get in field goal range and kick it there's no time on no time on the clock um, there's no yeah there's no uh, explanation for why any of them are open yeah that, that was terrible yeah pretty hard to believe but but nonetheless, we're getting the one seed and the two seed, even though, uh, you know, with with five seconds to go in that game, it didn't look like you were going to get that. So uh, Vikings with a big win there. And then the Jags, they go into Pittsburgh, and they put up 45 on the very poorly coached Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, pretty remarkable. I, uh, I think when we talked last week, Army, I was pretty hot on Jacksonville, you know, buying low after their terrible offensive performance against, um, against the Bills. But... Uh, didn't, definitely did not see 45 points coming out of them. Their defense, uh, you know, did get ripped up by Pittsburgh. You know, Ben Roethlisberger had a couple really terrible plays, but five touchdown passes, uh, pretty impressive also. Um, 45-42, Jags hang on to win. Uh, another pretty wild game, you know, hitting the over, you know, each team hitting the over basically. Um, yeah, yeah we, we talked about uh, how Jacksonville's defense was probably – overrated based on who they had faced throughout the year it was all afc south quarterbacks including the great marcus mariota um Brissett, um tj yates these aren't good quarterbacks so when they faced then ben didn't look at, at at his best and they still put up 40 points so <laughs> if you're going into this game, you have to think that at least this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, even though you would think, oh, this is the number one defense, 
the uh, New England has one of the worst passing offenses, uh, defenses. The uh, the over under at forty six is kind of fascinating. Um, I think I would definitely take that. Let's I, let's let's I, recap the games before we go on to the picks because I think it's interesting to see how these teams got here first. Um, and definitely a Jags defense. We talked about it being overrated last week, as you said. But now you look back their last uh, what is it last three games, four games, gave up forty two to the Steelers, only three to the Bills. Bills, of course, terrible. Uh, gave up fifteen to the Titans, forty four to the Niners. So that's that's not the number. That's not the uh, two thousand Baltimore Ravens uh, as the number one defense. One of the worst number one defenses of all time, I think, uh, by DVOA um, in kind of a strange season. So. Uh, and then you had the Saturday games. The afternoon game was the Patriots game, right? Yeah, so yeah. 35-14, they cover easily. Um, you know, I think it was pretty funny trying to listen to Tony Romo talk about how the Titans were a hard matchup for the Pats. Uh, they're, they're, they're a bad team. They were a bad team. I don't, I don't know if there's much to be said here. The Pats looked pretty, pretty great, I thought. Um, hard to... It's you know hard to say you wanted anything out of that game as a Patriots fan other than just everyone to come through healthy and, and they did, um, and they'll and they'll host uh, host Jacksonville this weekend. The early game though we were on that one we were all over that one. Philadelphia the home underdog to Atlanta beats them fifteen to ten um, as what three point three and a half point underdogs was that right? Yeah, it was three. Yeah, so that was a nice nice clean victory um, for the pod there um atlanta kind of reverting back to the team that they'd been most of this season very inconsistent uh you know very uncreative offense after you know an incredible season last year uh pretty disappointing for that squad to only be able to put up 10 points um in a playoff game i thought any 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 i I, I think yeah our uh yeah our analysis that uh, the atlanta statistics were Middling, every category. Um, it's fascinating to think about how how, how well they played against uh, the Rams, but I, I just don't think they were a good team. And that whole division, obviously, the Saints played well, but uh, uh, I don't think that whole group looked very. Um, very much anything to put any stock into. It really felt to me like they 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 played better than the Rams, but they got very lucky with those two um, fumbles. I, I think it's it's really hard to win those kind of games if you have two turnovers like that. And actually, they got big turnovers against Philadelphia too, um, and still couldn't uh, couldn't make it work. Yeah, Philadelphia was off for two weeks, um, and I think all the speculation about like. Will they come out flat? Like, will they come out strong? They were underdogs for, like, you know, they knew for so long that they'd be dogs in this game and all the talk on, like, the hate on Foles. And it was, like, interesting that they came out and, and won and looked pretty sharp on defense. Um, but here, now, you know, I don't know. I didn't watch that game, unfortunately. I watched the later game, so I don't quite know how Foles looked and if, if they could run the ball effectively. But they get a much tougher task now, obviously against a much better run defense. I thought I thought Foles looked competent. Uh, they definitely didn't uh, didn't put the ball in his hands to to win the game, but he made some right. big plays. He throws deep. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think he, if you if you told me, you know, he's he's a league average quarterback, I would I would buy into that. I th- I think uh, one of the things that they um, looked good at in the second half was that they finally threw the ball to Alshon Jeffrey in the second half, and he is an elite receiver. So like, why wasn't he getting the ball for the last? four or five games. Um, so if they're able to give him the ball, uh, they might be able to put up enough points against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So let's, yeah, let's move forward and let's, let's pick the game. So, um, well, actually the first game is the AFC game. So Sunday, 12.05, we get the Jaguars at the Pats. Jaguars, nine point underdogs. After being seven to seven and a half point underdogs last week, they're slightly bigger underdogs at the Patriots, um, but they are coming off of a much better showing than. Well, you know they actually won by less than they did the previous week, but but I think they they beat what you know most people would say is a much better team, um, and they did it with a, a pretty outstanding offensive performance. So Jags, nine point underdogs at the Pats. What do you like here? Army. I say wait. I say wait for the line. If you're a Jacksonville backer, this is definitely one of the ugliest um, AFC title games here. The Jaguars defense has been notably good, but uh, I don't think Bortles is someone you want to back in a big playoff game hmm. yeah I, I don't think uh yeah you know we've we've talked about wanting to fade Bortles all season uh since they they really showed that they'd be a contender and, and this this feels like the chance i uh i i am i am a little worried i think the way that jacksonville wins is one of those it is kind of one of those atlanta type games where they you know if uh if the they get a fumble in Pat's territory early on from a kickoff or a punt. You know, that may that may turn the game, and if they can get the running back going. Um, you know, I, I think back to the games, the uh, the Ray Rice-Ravens game, the Jets games, where they get a turnover early, they score, and then they just shorten the game. They just run the ball. They're able to convert a few third downs and, you know, keep the possessions to a minimum. That's that's got to be their game plan. If they turn this into a shootout, I, I have a hard time believing they're going to put up 45 against the Pats just from a like a coaching and scheme perspective. I think they're they're a better team than, than Pittsburgh, but yeah, this is a line I'm I'm not interested in at all. Um, I think if you if you want to bet this, this is uh, these are money line. This is a money line opportunity for me. Yeah, I want to mention those two storylines. Before we get into this game, that I think are worth mentioning. Uh, the first is that the Titans fire Mike Malarkey. Yeah, his playoff win in 14 years. He's a bad coach, though. I mean, yeah, but it's just kind of funny. That's it's a like, good team. Like I think that is a bad. I mean, yeah. it's a bad team taken overall, but like they have talented players. He's got talent. It's just like he gives the you know other franchise and team in the city like this much needed playoff win, and they you know all this great. And then he gets fired. Unbelievable. But then the other storyline, which I think plays into this game, is Jalen Ramsey just came out and said, like, made a Super Bowl, you know, a prediction and called for a, a parade. And this guy, like, I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> the very same opponents, the Pittsburgh Steelers that were, like, 
looking ahead to the Patriots, and the Jaguars are like, hey, man, like, we're still here. Like, that's not cool. And now Ramsey's doing it to themselves. Like, this guy needs to stop. Like, just shut up. Just not, don't say anything, because now the Pats have some, you know, extra motivation if they need it to, to just blast his team and, like, throw Jalen Ramsey down the trash can that he is. <laughs> it does remind me of, um, God, who is that? That Steelers safety that used to talk a bunch. You guys remember this? Oh man. Oh man, it was Vaguely. like maybe it was Ryan Clark. It might have been, but there was yeah, it was probably five six years ago. They had uh, this one. I don't think it was actually someone as good as Ryan Clark. It was someone else. But uh, yeah, he talked a bunch of trash about the Patriots, and uh, and then the the Pats went right after him. Like they they threw at him mm-hmm. like five mm-hmm. times in a row to start the game. And I just remember they threw a t- Anthony Smith. They threw a touchdown at him. I think it was like in the first. Here I'm finding the story. Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, they beat the Pat- they beat the Steelers 34-13 to go to 13 and 0. And the uncharacteristically Belichick laughing said, "We've played against a lot better safeties than him. I'll tell you." Wow. <laughs> and then uh, there was a Brady. Yeah, th- threw first of four touchdowns, a four yard pass to Randy Moss, and then he ran right into the guy's face and let him know about it. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, you know, it's hard to not imagine kind of the same thing here with the players who talk shit to the Pats don't have a great history, other than maybe Richard right. Sherman, who did it after they had already won the game. Uh, I think of this guy, and then I also think of Freddie Mitchell. You guys are, does that name mean anything think, to you guys? Uh, uh, Eagles. <laughs> yeah, then the Super Bowl, when he was uh, talking about how he was thanking God for his hands. And uh, how great he was, and how everyone. Let's see, Freddie Mitchell disses New England secondary. Oh my goodness, these are some some great lines. Yeah, called out Rodney yeah. Harrison. Yeah, so Ramsey hasn't come out and like called out Brady, the Patriots directly, but just his Super Bowl prediction and the parade and like kind of running his mouth. It, it just doesn't set up well. You know, any motivation, like you said, for the Pats just to come out and just put the foot down. Um, not that Tennessee was an easy matchup, but they, like you said, you know, they they got the win. They're healthy. They look good, and now they're just coming in firing. Um, so I think this nine points is a lot, but I'm not going to go against Brady in the playoffs, or I'm not going to back Bortles, plus all this motivation. So <laughs> it's a weak lean, or I guess not weak. It, it's a lean, but yeah, pass all the way. It does feel like a game, even, you know, as I, I've given you my what worries me as a Patriots fan, uh, like, scenario. Like, it does feel like a game where if you bet the Jags, very much like last week, if you had bet the Titans, and within the first 10 minutes of the game, you realize you have Mariota. And uh, right. it's just not in Bortles. If, if you're down 7 nothing or 10 nothing with Bortles, I don't, uh, I don't see it. I think... Uh, uh, the faults of Bats are a lot less than what the Steelers had. Uh, there's a lot of errors, I think. Um, it, it just feels like as long as you don't fuck up and muff a punt to start the game, there's no way the Pats don't win this game. Who was the Pittsburgh tight end? Was it Vance McDonald that was just churning up all those yards against Jacksonville? Yeah, like tight ends were just roasting Jacksonville, and oh look, here comes a better tight end, number one <laughs> tight end. It's like, hmm, exploit that much. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm I'm nervous just because I think you have to be nervous when you're this big a favorite. Um, as the Steelers, Steelers, as Steelers fans should have been last week, but uh, you know, if, if this, if you told me in, in uh, when the playoffs started that you're going to get Bortles and, and the Jaguars in uh, the AFC Championship with a chance to go to the Super Bowl, I think I would have put even more on the Pats futures than I did um, <laughs> coming in. So good looks looks good, but uh, I think you know nine nine is still a lot, and if this is a low scoring game, I, I, you know, I'm not I'm not on the line. I, I think money line is the way to go here. If you like it, and and you know, I'll, I'll give a little more of a play on there. What I I think works really nicely if you do believe in a money line like this um, is uh, you find live betting opportunities during the game. Um, that's one of the things I did last week um, or last weekend with the Pats against the, um, the blah, blah, blah. yeah against the Titans um, was find you know when they were down seven nothing when they were. Um, you know, moving, moving the ball against them, like finding numbers to just keep adding on because some of these, you know, when you have Pats at home, it's, it's hard to believe that they, they can't take care of the Jags. All right. I've jinxed myself enough and I've jinxed my team enough. Uh, let's, let's go to Sunday, 3:40 PM Vikings at Eagles, the number two seed at the number one seed. Uh, we talked about the momentum rush from the Vikings uh, Eagles shut, shut a lot of people up, but they are still going to be three and a half point underdogs at home here against the Vikings who come in play, having played probably the most, mm, I would say the most dominant half of any team left, um, in the first half last week, but then almost throwing their lead really well, they did throw their lead, right. Um, and winning on a miracle at the end. So three and a half points here. Um, Roy, what do you like? So the more that I think about this game, I'm actually, sort of the more I lean toward the Eagles and the points (laughs) just because I feel like the storyline is so negative against them. Like, you know, if, if they can, they're perceived to be so bad and Foles is so bad and they have no offense and all they can do is run and Vikings are just going to stack the box and they have, you know, one of the best run defenses and best pass defenses. I think when the press and when the, you know, thought is so down against you, it's like, well, Somehow, the Eagles, they're at home, one. Um, they're going to game plan for this. Like, they know w- what's coming. And it's getting three and a half, like getting the hook. I actually think that they come out and win this game. Um, it's an outdoor stadium, right? And Vikings have been playing well. But, you know, the elements, like who knows? And I think Foles and the Eagles will have a solid game plan to sort of, you know, mix it up and get Foles moving and out of the pocket. Um, Breeze could light up the you know Vikings and... Not that it falls as breeze, but you know they just watch tape and kind of see like how they move guys around and how they can pick and you know piece this Vikings defense apart. Um, I think it's going to come down to Radford. If it, I, I mean Keenum, if if Keenum can just throw the ball at will and, and and move, then it might be one sided the whole way because then it's just lockdown defense. But if if Keenum has any trouble, you know like if they're if it's a low scoring game, it favors the Eagles. Um, so I'll, t- I'll take the points and even uh, s- s- sprinkle on the Eagles money line. Oh, all right, and that paid off nicely last week. Um, I will say I don't think Keenum was that good. Uh, I was not impressed by his performance. If you take away that, you know, it's funny they they showed the graphic uh, right before the last play or or the last drive um, where he had like you know 250 some odd yards, no touchdowns, one interception, uh, and a rating of about 70. 
And then uh, I'm looking now at the numbers. He ended up obviously, you know, 25 for 40, 318 touchdown, uh, 85 rating. And and really, that's one throw, right? It's one throw and a really one of the worst defensive choke jobs you'll ever see. Um, really made his stat line. So I don't think he was very good against the Saints defense um, inside a dome. So you know, yeah. what from what I'm hearing from you, I, I'm kind of leaning with you. I like that. I like that Philly defense. You're going to hear a lot about how Minnesota's defense is the best unit on the field, but they did throw a big lead um, at home, and really they should have lost the game uh, to the Saints, who another team that uh, you know has a flawed offense, but you know capable run game. And I think the Eagles are similar. Uh, definitely not. You know, Breeze Breeze is definitely uh, I'd much rather have him than Foles, but. Eh, breeze indoors versus uh you know falls outdoors Foles is a little mobile right like he can move around a little bit eh, eh, breeze, i don't i don't want him moving around too run. much yeah i don't want well, him moving around too much but it's I a think... possibility like it's a threat that he can kind of move around the pocket more so than i think breeze can run forward at all so army do you have up. a do you have a weather report for us on this one it's 20 degrees <laughs> So, yeah, I think weather is another factor here where if, if this turns into, you know, if it is cold, if it is uh, inclement weather at all, and it just turns into a run game, like these are these are equal teams. And mm-hmm. you're getting you're getting a home team with points and a hook. Very attractive. Mike Trout, weatherman, what do you got? Um, I would agree that uh, the over-under is at 38 which is fascinating for a, you know, 13-win uh, team and a 12-win team. So it, it means that Las Vegas thinks this is going to be not not very good teams uh, playing football. What good, is that? good defenses, good defenses. And bad yeah, weather, yeah. I, I think this is just a, a low-scoring, close game. Yeah. So the lowest total I'm going to take. I think the person betting the Vikings here, minus three and a half, is only looking at what they just saw on TV, like this explosive offense, this best defense, you know, like all the talk and the praise about, you know, this the purple people eaters 2.0, and they just they, like hear like all the talk about how bad Foles is and bad the Eagles are. But like you said, yeah, like – when it comes down to it, two teams that are actually pretty evenly matched on the ground, and if this is a low-scoring run game in the cold, the home team getting points is it, it's crazy. I think the public is just going to be all over what they just saw and the Vikings, and that's maybe why it's plus a half and just it, it seems it just seems wrong. One thing I also um, like about the Eagles is their kicker delivered, um, and maybe I've jinxed it here, but he he looked you know pretty pretty good. Uh, you know, three three big field goals. Um, uh, to win to win last week's game, so that that's going to be a, a definite factor here. Is you know, mm-hmm. two good defenses can our teams going to be able to convert their field goals? All right, should be interesting. Yeah, so I think I think uh, for me, best bets definitely going to be Philly in the three and a half. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. With a lean toward the Patriots, ugly ass, like final teams that are going into the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think any team is playing significantly better than anyone else.
no pick then. <laughs> You're staying away. All right. Well, that's that's fair because I think you know there are only two games, and if we had a full week of sixteen games, you wouldn't pick eight of them. So that makes sense. Um, if that's your play, but I think uh, it's it's worth a look. Uh, let's take another. Let's let's update the look at the futures. Um, so Super Bowl futures, the Pats are even money now. Uh, Vikings plus two twenty, Eagles plus six fifty, Jags plus six fifty. Anything uh, anything you guys like here? I wouldn't say so. <laughs> if you liked any of the NFC teams, you missed your window. Mm-hmm. The other one uh, that's always interesting is the early line has stayed the same. Uh, so it's still AFC minus two and a half. So they're saying the Pats would be a two and a half point favorite over the Vikings. Um, you know, probably a bigger favorite than that over the Eagles. Um, which actually I think is interesting because if it is the Vikings in the Super Bowl as the home team, do do you give them a home field advantage with a Super Bowl crowd? Mm. Well, only a quarter, I think, are reserved for Vikings ticket holders. Mm-hmm. They lost the game <laughs> last week. Yeah. Unless for a 60-yard touchdown. Uh, so, yeah, it feels nice to have a large, loud crowd, but didn't didn't pay off unless you calculate a 60-yard touchdown. All right, well, I'm going to say I still I still like the Pats at even money. I don't know that I'm going to add on because I'm obviously in pretty deep. Um, but you're really saying... To me, I'm I'm kind of looking at the one out at, at the two outcomes, right? Is I'm looking at they beat the Jags and they they have to beat the Vikings or the Eagles. And you you want to parlay both of those? I don't know that you get even money. So I think that's you could yeah. still I think you could still that's still value um, to me. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. They they didn't look too uh, too great for the first half of football. Yeah, it's they won by twenty one. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a sixty minute game. <laughs> and I think that actually, when you think about, um, you know, when when I look at, you know, if, I, I was actually thinking about putting together a little blog post of like my checklist for betting for next year, kind of what I've what I've learned this year and in previous years. Like one of the things um, that I look heavily, at, I'll, I'll definitely factor in is is what what kind of second half adjustments do the, does the coaching staff make. Because there are teams that are very good at that, and there are teams that are Andy Reid coached. Or Jason and, Garrett. Or Jason Garrett. Oh my gosh, Jason Garrett is. Ugh. So uh, and then there, you know, there's Belichick teams, right? Who you know, famously, of course, last last year against the the Falcons, you know, staged the greatest comeback in in Super Bowl history. So you know, it's it's uh, you know things like that to consider. I think uh, you know where do you want when when you think about where you yeah, where, where sure. you want your money riding. You know, think about. What's the worst case scenario? They have a terrible, you know, things fall apart in the first half. Can they get back in it? Um, uh, and, uh, you know, I think, yeah, feel, feel strongly there. Because so. you, right. sir, are 500 and pick them, so you need some more help. Was uh, I? Did, get... did I end up 500 and pick them? Yeah. I can't pick that many but games. you're in second man. place. What? Army is in third, last of our group of the roughed up pickers. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know what? I only need uh, 
I need one bet to come through for me, and that's that's the, that's that's my Patriots future, because that is that is a huge one. Let me tell you, <laughs> hmm. that uh, yeah, and I already have uh, have a large AFC bet as well. So actually, that'll be that'll be quite nice. So there you go. All right. Well, uh, I guess we can call it there. Only two games. So best of luck to everyone. We tell two of us are on Eagles plus the three and a half, and. Uh, no other, no other pick from armies backing out in uh, championship weekend. Very un Jalen Ramsey like. No, not saying anything. No calling a shot here. It's, the fans, people, if you've been following army to this point, no pick. Any uh, you want, you have any other off you want futures on League of Legends? Any LCS? Base, baseball futures. <laughs> baseball futures. You want to offer Giants anyone? World Series? Yeah, did the, the Giants odds change? Oh we, my God. we picked. We we bet the Giants future already. At uh, forty to one, yeah, it's down Actually to thirty-three to one. So there's there's the value, Army. Nice call. Woo! So who saw that that trade coming? I mean, I don't think it's very impactful. Yeah. I think the bigger one is is Cole going to the Astros. That's gonna be massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's quite a team. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll do it again, I guess, before the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, sure. And, uh, and best of luck to everybody. Best of luck to the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, All good right. luck, guys. All right. Adios. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.